Whether you're a writer of books or songs or a reader of books and a listener to songs, you're going to really enjoy these interviews with some of our leading songwriters and authors. I certainly enjoyed conducting them. My name is Sophie Green and I am your host. Felicity Urquhart and Josh Cunningham are two of Australia's most beloved and prolific songwriters. Felicity has recorded several albums and EPs as a solo artist and as a member of the wonderful Bennett Botel and Urquhart, winning 13 golden guitars along the way. Josh Cunningham is a founding member of the Waifs who have released 10 albums over three decades and won multiple ARIA awards. Together, Felicity and Josh released the album The Song Club in 2021 and it was nominated for an ARIA and four golden guitars and won the AIR Award for Best Independent Country Album, and it's just a fantastic album. So everyone should listen to it. Hello, Josh, and hello, Felicity. Hello. Hi. Nice to be with you. Lovely introduction. Thank you. Well, I had to actually curtail it because you both achieved even more than that, but, you know, trying to get it into a short paragraph. So we'll find out about your songwriting craft and how you got to have all those awards. And actually songwriting brought you two together in the form of Song Club, which was run by the Nashville-based Australian Sam Hawksley, were all the songs on the album, The Song Club, actually created in The Song Club? No, not all. There was a couple that we wrote over yeah, a cup yeah. of tea. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But the majority was certainly The Song Club. And it was, uh, we thank Sam because he did, um, he did a great thing. It came at a, at a special time when we uh, needed to have a creative outlet uh, during that horrible time of everybody's life where we were all just feeling like our heads and our hearts were disjointed and our stomachs. I know I certainly felt really weird and at least writing a song and connecting to our friends in the songwriting community, it, it felt like you're still with yourself some way mm-hmm. in amongst all that horrible, horrible time. Yeah. And it was, there were rules to the song club. It was a one prompt a week and you had to deliver by a certain time. And I did hear someone else say that people could get kicked out of Song Club if they didn't deliver. Yeah, you got one week's grace. And if you if you missed a second week, then you're out. And uh, there was a, a long waiting list of people, you know, just uh, waiting for their moment to, to enter into the club. Right. So, uh, yeah, you couldn't, um, you couldn't miss more than two weeks. And uh, that was the consequence. So um, I developed a steely resolve to just stay in the game. So there were weeks that I turned in stuff that I wasn't in exactly proud of or, you know, wasn't the best work by any means. But as long as you got something in, you were safe for another week. So. Yeah. You did a, a year or just over a year? Yeah, I did a year. Um, yeah. It was just the the part of me that just doesn't want to quit that kept me in there. Uh, it was a love-hate relationship. It was certainly a different way of writing yeah. songs. I've never written in that way before. And uh, it was really good for me because it was beyond my comfort zone and, I got a lot of songs that I never would have got had it not been for that experience. Yeah, it's interesting what that suggests about having not just the structure of the song club, but the threat of the of the punishment in terms of of getting you to produce. So, have you ever considered maybe you know introducing a punishment of some sort into your own songwriting life now to prompt you to write songs when you need to? Well, I I often used to think because the weekly thing was just too much. I mean. There are people that I hear talk about writing, they write a song a day or, you know, sometimes more than one a day. And I can't really imagine how you could possibly do that. But one a week felt like a lot. Right. And along along the way, I, I kind of suggested to Sam, why don't we just go back to one a month? Like, that would be really great. <laughs> and then it eases the pressure. And, uh, like and, no. and I've thought since then that it'd be good to maybe even just Felicity and myself 
or a couple of other friends and without consequences or punishment, just say, look, let's, here's a prompt. Let's all try and churn out a song over the next month. And, you know, if someone was a week late, that doesn't matter. But we haven't. But we haven't. <laughs> so <laughs> you're too busy. I think that's, yeah, I mean. that's yeah. the thing. So, uh, you, yeah, the deadline does seem to make you, you know, put it in there and, and we you'd record your song on a phone or some of the guys actually would record full studio versions of their songs. And, you know, I'd, I'd have the kids in the background doing homework or something and there'd be noise and um, or the dog would be barking or something. Oh, the, and- the roosters next door, there's roosters on three different sides and they all are kind of vying for who's got the, the best crow. And uh, it, I often would get comments where, because you listen to each other's songs each week. Right. People would write back and go, oh, there's the rooster at it again. <laughs> yeah. And then Shane Nicholson would have his beautiful uh, studio, lovely sort of, you know, ready for an album version. And same with Sam and um, Phil Davidson. He'd make his all sound schmicko too. So, uh, yes, there was a lot of chaos on certainly my recordings. I know that much. <laughs> and you'd hand the lyric into, and nobody judged. It wasn't like you got a mark out of 10 or anything, but it was, yeah. you just really wanted to deliver something something of of at least someone's time to sit and listen or read for a few minutes and yeah it means a lot yeah well and of course look it's arguable that the two of you as a writing partnership and and a life partnership is the best thing to come out of the song club because it has been this incredibly fruitful creative association um I wonder if Sam's ever, you know, acknowledged that and said, you two are the best example of Song Club. <laughs> I'm not sure they're the words he's used, but he's well, certainly happy for us. He, he was definitely trying to get us back into Song Club, each mm. of us again, and yeah. he made the concession. We actually did rejoin for about six weeks yeah. about a year ago, and he said you can write together. Yeah. Okay. So we, we, we got a few songs yeah. as co-writers. And then we were touring again. Yeah. <laughs> so, <that's, laughs> so it was a bit hard to keep it up but uh yeah it's it's it certainly is something i would recommend any songwriter to put their hand up and be brave like I, there's certainly an element of uh having to put yourself out there yeah because you know even myself looking back at some of the songs it's like oh that wasn't right what that just didn't work at all that line what was I thinking but I didn't have a lot of time to think at midnight or 10 minutes to midnight before I sent the song and you'd look at it later going oh that was a bit shabby I could have done much better than that (laughs) that was it (laughs) now Felicity you've written solo and so often in collaboration not just with Bennett Botel and Urquhart but you also write with people you don't know such as at the DAG retreat in Nundal where I think names are literally pulled out of a hat for you to have co-writing partners I'm wondering what collaboration offers you as a writer yeah it's lovely when you hear someone else's story and and they always come from a place that you don't um so whether it's how they work a melody or their the way they play with chords there's always something amazing to gain from someone else's brain and just being in a, a room with someone else that is inspired by songs and writing, it's a lovely space to be in. So I can't say that I've ever had a, a bad, maybe one bad experience in Nashville once. Um, and that's the only one that I could ever recall being uncomfortable. Um, apart from that, everyone's just there for the right reasons. Yeah, right. And Josh, you're in a similar situation, writing solo and collaborating. And in fact, the latest single the two of you have released together, Unsteady, was written by you. 
alone. I'm wondering um, if you find that the songs you create solo are different in tone or otherwise than the ones you create in collaboration. Yeah, look, to be honest, I've done very little co-writing. Um, okay. Even in the waifs, you know, we never write songs together. Um, you know, so for all, all my life, it's songwriting has always been a real retreat. It's a very personal space. And I've felt, um, generally, I've felt pretty uncomfortable sort of um, sharing that with another person. I mean, Felicity and I have written a few songs together and that's a different story because, you know, personally, we, we're connected as well. So mm. you feel a lot more safe and able to be vulnerable. She knows everything about me anyway. So there's nothing really that's going to come out in a song that's going to be too revealing um, mm. that she wouldn't already be aware of. But, um, yeah, it's it always, um, especially in, in the waves, like we always lived in close quarters mm. uh, for a lot of the years. And so the chance to sneak away and, and write a song was your chance to get a little bit of space away from everybody. So uh -huh. there was this sacred little bubble that I would enter into. And um, it's just, I don't know whether the habit just forms, but I, I do prefer um writing on my own and i feel like the best songs that i write come mm -hmm. from that that space and when it comes to inspiration for songs or inspiration in, in life in general i guess who or what inspires you so felicity i'll start with you oh it's always whatever's on your heart you know my life experience and now being a mother those sort of um challenges and highs and lows that the emotional content all comes into play uh in a big way and and you know when I was a kid people would say when you you know you've got to get a few years on you before you can really um have something to say or at least understand what the lyric content is about and and I guess they're absolutely right because I think I've had a few experiences now and I do understand and I probably have been guilty of witnessing uh, you know, or listening to songs that I think, oh, they're quite young. They don't really know what they're singing about there yet, um, or I'm not believing it. But certainly uh, I, I understand pain and I understand love and I understand um, real joy. So they're some of the things that I certainly have, uh, you know, repeated themes in my my tunes. Mm. Now, Josh, uh, the single Unsteady was inspired by you seeing a white feather on black sand. So that's an image that inspired you. But I'm wondering what else has inspired you in songwriting? Yeah, well, I mean, in that particular case, it, it was a very striking image, uh, but it, it instantly uh, resonated with me because the, the point of my life that I was in, I felt like I was surrounded by a vast expanse of blackness, just like that white feather was. So I very much identified personally with it. Mm. Um, and usually it's the personal experiences, like the, the difficulties that you go through and the joys that you go through as well. Um, you know, I've, I've had a, a good friend has, has described her songwriting process as, you know, find the thing that you feel the most strongly about, you know, the thing that's the, the biggest in your heart right at any given moment and try to wrap language around it. Mm, and, um, yeah, so that's kind of, I always feel the best songs that I write come from that sort of place. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I would love to be able to do would be better at writing, um, you know, narrative songs that aren't necessarily about my own personal experience, but if you read a historical account of something or if you, uh, you know, just hear somebody telling a story and go, oh, that's a great tale, I'll try and, you know, put some of those ideas into a song. Um, I'd like to to practice that more. I've, I've got a few songs that I've written like that, but... Uh, I always admire that skill when I see it done really well in other songwriters. Yeah. So, Josh, who, who, which songwriters, I guess, or which songwriter performers inspire you or have inspired you the most? Um, 
Well, I don't know if it sounds kind of cheesy to say, but it's hard when I look at my major influences over all the years I've been doing music, it's hard not to list Donna Simpson and, and Vicky Thorne from oh. the Waves because, you know, we, we actually started writing songs. We, not, none of us were songwriters and we started playing music together. And uh, eventually I think we had one song which was just not very original. It was a 12-bar blues song, so it wasn't like a groundbreaking original thing, but people that came to our shows really liked it, and so they encouraged us to write songs. And so the whole exploration into songwriting was done in the context of, you know, living life with the girls. Right. And we all sort of explored that. Um, we, I think we had a go at writing a song or two together and realised that no, it doesn't really work that well and the better songs <laughs> we were coming out with were, were separately. But all the same, we kind of developed and grew as songwriters in that close proximity to each other and we were hearing each other's songs along the way and being inspired by those. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's hard not to kind of cite them as major influences. Um, and then the other big one, and, and the girls were very influenced by Bob Dylan as well. You know, their father used to strum, um, you know, Bob Dylan songs on an old guitar around the camp fire at their fishing camp as kids. That's how they grew up. So they sort of absorbed a lot of Bob Dylan influence. And, uh, you know, and, and I had as well, I had my own kind of story of of loving his music and then we connected and had a common love of that. And we ended up getting to play with him as well along the way and <laughs> to witness. Uh, I toured America his... with him. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So I, I remember standing side of stage every single night for about 40-odd shows and, and watching Bob Dylan do his thing. And, uh, you know, there's, I think some people don't like Bob Dylan or his voice, but I think anyone that does music is influenced by him directly or indirectly because... Every, yeah. you know there's so I many know, people so that have been so pivotal and influential in the in the story of modern music that uh, mm -hmm. bob bob dylan's influences looms large over all of it yeah and felicity for you who's been an influence oh it's so lovely hearing josh talk about the girls and and um uh, internationally people like dolly parton when i was a young girl it was just uh, how do i be like dolly parton how do i do that how do i be um, how do I write those songs? How do I sing like that? And how do I be as happy as her? You know, it was uh, an incredible thing as a kid to to have her as such a, a hero. Mm -hmm. um, and and then locally, it was uh, early days, uh, particularly in Tamworth, um, people like Rex Dallas. He was a, a, a really a big figure for me and we'd get to go and see Rex play as well and then uh, we would listen to John Williamson records on family holidays and we knew every word of every song my sister and I would know what track was coming up next on the cassette before it started and you'd start <laughs> singing it and uh, yeah Willow was a, a big influence um, my style of writing though wasn't uh, probably like uh, probably leaned more towards Dolly uh, mm. I guess um and uh, and then as growing up, uh, getting the opportunity to go out and see gigs myself um, in Tamworth at the festival and seeing KB perform and the flood was like, wow, and, and getting to actually sit in a room and co-write with KB and Lenny, um, just beautiful, uh, sensitive writer that understands so much more. And, and I guess that being such a taken under his wing I suppose um in, in a sense it was just lovely that KB would never dismiss anything that I'd suggest for a lyric he was always um 
open-minded to everyone's uh, opinion and thoughts about it and it had a great way to massage and move a song in a direction that was like he totally did that and it totally sounds way cooler now because kb could do that and and but he never made you feel bad about what you your suggestions even though they may not have been that great at the time but i've learned a heck of a lot from kb uh he's such a generous um musician in in many ways in in many areas so when you have an idea for a song, um, I imagine given that you know you do play shows, you're not necessarily in a room waiting for the muse to turn up, but do you have a standard process when you have an idea, you think, okay, the next step is I'm going to jot that down, I'm going to sit with the guitar, I'm going to write it out, or do you, does each song have its own way of coming into being? Uh, yeah, they're always unique. I guess one of the modern marvels is um what is it called voice memos on the iphone like that's always a good way of capturing an idea mm. um you know in the past i've had all various little forms of electronic gadgetry little mini disc recorders or yeah. other zoom recorders or whatever <laughs> you know along the way but um i i always enjoy going back home and if i'm digging around in old boxes and find some old uh handwritten lyrics, handwritten lyrics yeah. in books you know and you go, oh, that song and then you can't remember what the melody was like or what it sounded like. Um, but yeah, there's it's always good to jot the idea, record the idea somehow. somehow yeah. Otherwise they can go. I mean, I've I swear I've dreamt lyrics and dreamt songs in the middle of the night and kind of woken up with this great idea or even part of a song and thought, oh yeah, I'll, I'll remember that in the morning and you wake yeah, up and it's totally do. gone. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, you just gotta get it down some somehow. Um yeah. And the best thing is if the song comes complete, you know, sometimes if you can sit down in the moment of inspiration and, and get the full song out, like oh, it, it yeah, might get cool. hammered into shape a bit more down the track, but, you know, if you can get from start to finish the complete idea form, then uh, that's gold. And Felicity, are you a voice memo user? Yeah, and I even used to, back in the day, used to ring uh, the old um, answering machine and leave an idea on the machine <laughs> sometimes if I was... Um, if that was the only way that I could, you know, think of, oh, I need to record that idea. I'm going to, I'm hopeless. I forget things like that when it comes to a melody. Josh is really good, though. He can remember melodies. I'm very impressed with your skills with that. I've told you that. Um, anyway, I have to have it written down or the melody idea recorded. And it can be, I'm probably more, it's got to be, okay, I'm going to do some song songwriting today. i I've got a space, I'm going to knuckle down and do that. Or I'm at a songwriting workshop space at the DAG. Great. This is, I've got some ideas I'll take there. Or or if we're planning a bit of time, you know, we should write some songs and we were doing that. We haven't for a while because we've been working, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it, it is nice to be able to strike when an idea comes to you, but uh, it's not as easy as, uh, as that always. <laughs> But you're in good company with the uh, answering machine because I remember reading years ago that Keith Irvin would do oh, that. His song, so yeah. There you go. <laughs> now, if there's someone watching this who's out there and dreaming about being a songwriter and they are not sure where to start, do you have any tips? Um, Josh, maybe I'll start with you. Do you have any tips for a hopeful songwriter about how they should start? What's the first step? Oh, goodness. Um that's a very hard question. I mean, I think Felicity might be better poised to answer that because working at things such as the DAG, mm -hmm. uh, you know, she's got a lot of those kind of people coming looking for that, you know, 
wanting to get started in, in that world. I mean, the two of us actually, after the Gimpy Master last year, we, we did a, a little um, well, mentor <clears throat> program with some local kids in, yeah. in Gimpy at the, the Country Music Institute, Institute yeah. there. And so we each got kind of half a dozen kids and we all had to write a song together. And after three days, we put it down as well. So that was a really interesting process. I'm not sure whether this is the the right way to, um, you know, if there's an official kind of protocol, here's the rules, here's the method, here's the official way to do it. But I just tried to get each of the kids to sort of, um, you know, open up and, and that, that idea of what's on your heart, you know, mm. get that out on the table first, brainstorm. What's And is there a common theme when it was a multiple, you know, a group of multiple people there, mm. like what are the common things that are coming through here and then try to corral that into a direction and letting each person sort of have their own contribution and have their own voice mm. in it as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think that's the thing, like writing songs is really, um, you know, I think at its best, it's it's a person bearing their heart and being really vulnerable and honest so if you're not able to tap into that space and and expose yourself in that way then um you know maybe songwriting is going to be a bit elusive mm -hmm. um, so that's probably the, the thing i would say like connect with the thing that you really feel the most deeply about and, and try to put it into words i think mm -hmm. if um if someone's uh, keen to have a go then yeah, run with that. If you if you've got a little sparkle, then you can write a song. I think it if you're looking at a blank, I love paper. I think writing on paper is really nice. Mm -hmm. And I think um doing a free write is a good way to just get ideas out that's with kids, it's or at anyone, but um I've done a lot with younger kids under 20, and it's always great to just say, okay do a free write about, we pick an object in the room and just write about it. What do you feel about that object? Or what What do you think it feels? Or just random sort of thoughts. And then away you go for a couple of minutes and you've got words on a page. Look at that. That blank page has got words already. So they've already gotten over one hurdle of thinking, oh, I can't write and I'm looking at a blank page. So anyone can do that. Sit there with a cup of their favourite drink. Oh, I love a nice cup of tea and sit there and away you go and start, okay, the brain's working you know about thinking of lyrics and now is there anything in there that that jumps out was there a nice word there that might spark another idea so there's a lot of ways to get people think, thinking creatively I suppose and then if you're stuck go to the bookshelf or go to the magazine rack look look through some pages and and read some headlines or read a few pages of a, of a book that you love and go oh wow I love that writing style there I love that that phrase there really speaks to me why does it speak to me and ask yourself some questions and then maybe it might set you off on a on a path or it might give you a title of a song yeah and I think to not be too critical of yourself is is really important to to have a critical uh, eyes when you've got something down and and you know tighten it up but but be kind to yourself I think we're all can be a little bit too hard at times um but at the end of the day you're doing something that's got a creative spin and and you're having a go so be kind to yourself that's lovely advice um and speaking of advice is there any great advice that someone's given you or that you've seen being given to someone else that you thought that's pretty good I need to remember that mm. um well, I guess, you know, 
not trying to be something that you're not is always yeah. a good one. Uh, you know, I think people can always sniff it out if you're being contrived or not not being genuine. Um, you know, when, especially when it comes to to writing songs. I mean, um, you know, a song that comes from a very deep, deeply felt place um, that's very personal often has a much more universal resonance because you know the things that that affect us that way affect all of us that way. So if a, a songwriter can capture it and put it into words and especially when there's the powerful component of the melody along mm. with it really can kind of hit a very deep place. And, you know, you can only really write that way from your own personal experience. So being true to who you are and what your experience is, is probably advice that was given to me when I was, um, you know, along, along the way in various moments and whether or not it was so much, Hey, let me sit down and tell you what you should do. Mm. Uh, when I've actually been successful at doing that and people have come and mm. said, Hey, I really appreciate that quality in that particular song or, you know, as a general quality of the way you write songs, you know, when, when people, when you hear that feedback, um, you know, then you, I guess that, that constitutes advice in some way you feel like, Oh, well, that's a good, that's a good track I'm on. I'll, yeah. I'll try and stick with that. Yeah. yeah truth. truth is, is a real connection. Um, people, I think we can you can see through something that's that's really made up and doesn't doesn't connect. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think connecting with people is really important, and self editing is a big one. Um, go back and then go. How can I make that say what I really need to say better or tighter? And um, and also for those that don't play an instrument. Um, because there's a lot of writers that go, oh, I'm a writer, but I don't know how to play piano or guitar. But there's all there's there's ways to make melody uh, music out of your hands, out of the back of a, a a cardboard box, and or be creative in other ways. There's a drink bottle, that a shaker, or I, I always think that that's really interesting. And where that can uh, send your head is 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 really worthwhile exploring and for us grabbing a different instrument and instead of just always going for a guitar then um here pick up the little mandolin or the banjo instead or sit at the piano and or actually play the back of the guitar and be percussive instead there's just ways to open your mind and your ears um to yeah to flesh out something different that where you wouldn't have gone originally mm. This is all fantastic advice. It's gold, gold, gold for Australia as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and I'm going to wrap up just because it's a podcast or an interview series about books and music. I'm going to ask you both if you have a favourite. You probably don't have time to read at the moment because you've got a whole lot of stuff going on. But if perhaps if there's a favourite book, maybe a book that inspired you as an artist or something like that. So, Felicity, I'll ask you first. Yeah, mine's really simple. It's the dictionary because um, I know that sounds a bit, maybe that's a bit coy or silly but, but I'm not a very good speller and it's one of my I, I, it's a fear actually when I am writing with other people that they'll find find out that I'm a terrible speller so the dictionary and I tell the kids this, I'm always going here's the dictionary and let's look at a word above the word we're after and a couple of words under the word we're, we're needing and that is uh yes my favorite go-to book um and now that I have Josh too I don't go to the dictionary as much I do Josh. <laughs> Josh do you have a favorite book um Look, I, I have been more of a voracious reader at different times in my life than others. I'm, I'm not reading a lot at the moment. I, once again, this 
common theme keeps recurring of time <laughs> being time poor. <laughs> but um, probably a book that's really inspired me over a lot of years, and it's inspired a lot of songwriters. Um, it would be the Bible. It, it's you know, there's a lot of writers that uh, use imagery or are inspired by stories, and it's it's such an amazing book. It, whether you're looking at it from a religious level or not, um, as literature, it, it's pretty amazing. And I think the themes are so deep and fundamental and and universal that mm. uh, it's hard not to go back. Like you, you could always go back to that well and find um, inspiration to endless amounts of it. So. That's that's probably a book that I, over the years I've I've you know had more of a, an affinity with on a continual basis than than any other. Yeah, two great recommendations and both great tools as well. I think is part in of the Bible. Thank you. Oh, right. How about us? <laughs> but look, uh, you as Has I said, anyone else said those two? Hey? No. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you are prolific of a love songwriter, so that advice should be taken very, very seriously. And if people want to find your wonderful music, they can, of course, find it on streaming services. I'm sure there are CDs as well, and they can go to your websites. Felicity Urquhart and Josh Cunningham, what a privilege. I almost mucked up that word, privilege and a pleasure to talk to you both. Thanks for your time. Thanks so much. Right back at you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Writing Books and Music podcast. If you'd like to know more about the writer you've just listened to, please go to the show notes.